I'm afraid we have no joke this week, guys. I, I have no gimmick, no no stupid reference to Moon Knight because I am fucking tired. <laughs> I'm exhausted. I've been filming shit nonstop. I've been at I've been walking around this damn con taking pictures of every last person in a costume. It's <laughs> oh my god, I am tired. <laughs> What's up, everybody? You are listening to the Folk Entertainment Podcast. I am Gilbert. I'm joined by my buddy Harrison. And yeah, this week we're gonna take we're doing something a little different. I'm gonna take we're gonna take about 20 minutes just to t- uh, t- uh, have a little chat about uh, the ICCC con or ICC con, whatever the ICCC. You see you you see it right here. You look at you see. I see you see. We all see for ICCC. Yeah, that thing in that here in Nashville, Tennessee. That's why, as you can see, my my room is not is not my normal uh, awesome room. It is yeah, it's my hotel room. What's up, Mister Action? Miss Trump, Mrs. Drama is out of the apartment. Well, good. <laughs> get the hell out of here. No one, no one wants Miss Drama. I know it, it looks like Mrs. Drama came around and redecorated Gilbert's place. Yeah, look at that. I got crappy hotel art on my on my uh, wall. I don't have my collectibles anymore. <laughs> but yeah, man, uh, ICC con it, or has been crazy. Like I, I like I really like Nashville, Tennessee. Too many people, too many goddamn people. You'd be amazed by how many freaking bachelorette parties there are on the same block. Oh wow! Yeah, nah, dude. But is um is Beale Street is that is that Nashville or is that in Memphis? I think that's Memphis. I'm not sure because I was I was mostly on Broadway, which is like their main street here. And yeah, dude, it was packed. There's all like I don't know how things get out in and uh, Southampton, but dude like <laughs> i sincerely doubt it is nothing like nashville when there's a con on you know i mean i mean we have a christmas market you know with the uh the gym beer garden and it gets a bit hectic but no nowhere to compare yeah no nah, man like they're like cops were blocking off the streets i saw like hundreds of people just walking in like this like across like what was like six seven lanes of traffic and like they, what would normally be a busy street during the day was just filled with people and it was insane. Oh wow. Yeah, not is there anything to announce? Uh well I'm not sure what, what you'd want me to announce. Like I, I went to a couple of panels. I so I went to the Anthony Daniels panel. I went to the Ian McDermott panel, both of them. I went to the first day one, which is like a little short hello to the VIPs and then the full 45 minute panel, which I'll be uploading later. Uh as and then I also went to the Clone Wars reunion panel with Matt Lanter, uh Ashley Eckstein and James Arnold Taylor. So that was pretty awesome. No, so far, there's nothing to announce. Apparently, uh, now that said, I don't know, because like Ian McDermott, he kind of went all like uh, re- like reverse psychology on us. He's like, well, I don't know about if Palpatine will ever return, but there are some shows that are going on where he's still alive. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't know. Oh, we, have a, we got Joker voice in the house. What's up, Joker voice? Hey, Joker voice, how are you? Good seeing you. Yeah, sorry to disappoint you though. At this moment, we're not talking about Moon Knight just now. We are talking about uh, my my experience here at ICC. Uh, C. God damn it, there's too many C's. ICC, CC. Yeah, the uh, the Imperial Commissary Collectors Convention. So, oh, and actually, check, check this out, Harrison. I think you'd be impre- you'd be happy with this for all you Last Ronian fans out there. I got oh issue, yeah, I got issue five signed by the guy who did the coloring for uh, for this uh, variant cover. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, so <laughs> I'll tell you what. Here's the announcement, Mr. Action. 
uh, issue three of Last Ronin Audio Comic. That's coming down the pipe somewhere. Yes. People are going to be so happy. I'm going to be going into the comments and just copy and pasting that to so many people. Like, it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's like, please, just stop asking us. I, it's coming. <laughs> I know. Dude, absolutely true. Yeah, and, I'll, and I will be uploading a video of that in a few, and as soon as I can, like hopefully today or hopefully tonight or tomorrow. But yeah, at any rate, yes, like the Clone Wars panel was awesome. Also, as was James Arnold Taylor's uh, Talking to Myself uh, panel, which is he just does voices of like all the stuff he's done over the last 20 years. So yeah, like that was pretty cool to hear like Johnny Test and then Obi-Wan Kenobi and then Fred Flintstone. And then like, <laughs> dude, no shit. He does like he did the Fred oh, wow. Flintstone. Yeah, he did Fred Flintstone and all those pebble and all those fruity pebbles commercials. Oh, oh, um, I'm not familiar with them myself, but wow. Oh, well, it's a cereal. It's it looks like a <laughs> <laughs> and yes, Joker voice, James Arnold Taylor is definitely great. Oh, Mr. Action, you, you make me sad. You make me so sad. Why you gotta I I love you, Mr. Action. Like we can never like quite pin down what you have seen, what you haven't seen, what you like, what you don't like. You're a mystery to oh. us. Oh, actually, you know what? Since Joker Voice, since you're here, I feel like you might enjoy this. I got a signed print from Ron Rudat um, of uh, Snake Eyes. And apparently... Oh yeah, I saw that on the live stream. Yeah, exactly. I, I, that was actually really cool. I just I I walked into that room, I wandered in, and I'm like, oh look, GI Joe. And then next thing I know, I'm talking to the freaking artist that drew all of these. That's and amazing. Then he started telling me this whole story about how, like, uh, I guess, I, apparently he had a bunch of like issue ones like that were just given him by Marvel. Apparently, every like month when they didn't, when they wouldn't sell like any of their issue ones of like uh, of GI Joe, they just gave it to him. They're just like, here, man, you want you want some comic books? And they just gave him a bunch of issue, a bunch of like variant or a bunch of like original issue ones, and he was selling them for like five bucks. I'm like, dude, are you kidding me? Wow. Oh, it was wow. Awesome. Yeah, no. It, like he because he didn't care he's just like he, i have a i have a whole freaking attic full of these i'm gonna shit was that was that like signed signed no, the, for five you, bucks you, I, I i imagine that if you wanted them signed you could uh, you could ask him for him but yeah no like they were just like he was just giving them out like i think i i'm sure that they went up in prices as, as time went as they you know got less and less but mm, he has had a whole stack good. of them on his table and he was just like wow. yeah man you, you want that i'll give you for five bucks and i'll sign it for you. i'm like yeah, I'll just take the art print because I I don't have I don't want to ruin that comic book and I want I feel like someone better than me a much better collector probably deserves that. Oh, nice. Let's see, Joker Boys at FanX Comic Con Salt Lake City this year. William Shatner, Brent Spriner, Jean Giancarlo Esposito, Tara Strong, just to name a few of the select. Ooh. Nice. So, I'd be interested. I'm interested to see Shatner live just to experience it. Just to see what the Shatner is like in person. Brent Spiner, I think I'd also enjoy. You know, it'd be cool to go see Data. I feel like, yeah. I've, I've, so, I, yeah, I've seen the Anthony Daniels one. I have to go see a, a Brent Spiner uh, panel now. See how, <laughs> see how the two droids of the two of these two franchises mix or you know match up. <laughs> I wonder. Do you think Brent Spiner is really nice to his audience, or do you think he is like as roast mode as, as C three PO is? I, I honestly, I kind of hope he's as roast mode because I feel like, because that was much better. Like everyone walked in there expecting it to be like, a, oh yes, well I was C-3PO and this is how it worked. And it's like, no, dude, that guy was, he was brutal. He was yeah. freaking, like one guy asked him, <laughs> what was it like to go to the bathroom in that thing? And he just like tore him a new one though, the entire, he's like, what kind of question is that? 
And and later on, when someone asked him a better question, he, he walked back to that guy and said, "See, that's how you do it." He did that every time. <laughs> like it's everyone. Go and find that video on our channel. Um, just came out, so it's uh, forty-five years with C three PO with Anthony Daniels. It's fantastic. He is oh, yeah. on roast mode. It's so fun. Check it out. It is absolutely wonderful, and it, yeah, I cannot, I can't stress it enough. You guys need to go see it. Also, I went to another panel actually, which was pretty great. It was the, I, I forget, it was uh, the actors of Return of the Jedi, and so it was Nia Nub. It was the guy who played Nia Nub. It was the dude who played Yak Face, which is like he was just, he's just a like he, it's he's like a camel looking dude on Jabba. Yeah, I, I think I know who it is. Yeah, and then of course, uh, it's Stephen Costantino, I believe his name is. And I got him to sign his Gamorrean guard picture. Oh, which, yeah. Which, yeah, I'm pretty, which, you know, of all things, though, I'm like, I had Ashley Eckstein, James Arnold Taylor, and Matt Lanter, and I got this dude. I'm like, not, not that he, that isn't an important thing, but still, though, I'm like, damn, dude, I, got, I had three Clone Wars greats, and I got the Gamorrean. <laughs> <laughs> Although the problem with that is that, dude, it's expensive as shit. Hundred bucks a piece to get some, to get a picture or a or a pop figure or something signed by them, and I'm like, ooh, that that is steep. Yeah, hundred bucks a piece and an hour in line for all three because you can't just you can't just go in and then get hey could you sign this hey could you sign this hey could you? no you have to get buy a ticket ooh. for each one and then stand in line three separate times. That's a, that's a lot. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Like I've got like things I could do. There's there's going to be some giant fiberglass version of a tauntaun that i could take a photo with instead <laughs> yeah no there, actually there was a lot of cool stuff there was the 501st legion showed up so we had a bunch of like star wars cosplayers we had a uh yeah a lot of a lot of people like that like i had like a whole group of emperors show up during the dylan or during the ian mcdermott uh panel oh that's so cool i, I saw the um the 501st and all the different like imperial cosplay you had it was really cool to see a snow trooper you never see them also, yeah. how bad must have that been in Nashville? Uh, the the bright side is the guy was standing inside the whole time, and like they, they weren't really walking around; they were just kind of standing, like not really doing anything. Because I'm, I would imagine those armors were probably hot as hell. Oh yeah, oh my look, yeah, no, but you know what, Harrison? I think I owe you an apology because I tried last night. You talked about how like annoying it would be to wear a leather jacket. I tried wearing my my N seven leather jacket in Nashville. Oh, that went so horribly wrong. <laughs> it was hot as shit. Don't don't ever do that if you have the chance. Do not wear leather in Nashville. It's a bad idea. <laughs> Oof. But you, you would think that Tennessee would be such a leather state. I know, right? You think like with Elvis Presley being. <laughs> but I guess maybe it's more leather boots and hats and uh, sleeveless shirts. Yeah, I saw a lot of cowboy hats. That was. The most annoying thing I think, like people who I'm <laughs> who I'm certain were not from this state, were wearing cowboy hats, and I'm just like, bro, like what? <laughs> like I am, I'm certain that like there's at least a half of the people who are wearing cowboy hats last night were from like Cornhole, Kansas, or some shit. <laughs> well, what to talk about? It's weird to put on. I'm in Nashville. I'm a cowboy today. Yeah, no. Nah. <laughs> Yeah, I just want, I just, also, I just real quick, I wanted to show these off. Got a couple of, of patches. So, got an exclusive uh, Mandalorian. Ooh. Like, yeah, got one of those. Oh, those are cool. Yeah, like it's like tactical Mandalorians. And then I got one for free that the guy gave me. Apparently, it's uh, it's to honor his dead friend who died of cancer actually last year. Oh, man. What does that yeah, say on it? It says, uh, let me have a warrior's death. Oh. Uh -huh. 
And it's and like it has this whole thing on here. Like I, I'll put it right there. So if you guys want to pause that and read it later, then yeah, it's like it has just basically it's it's as uh, who it's to is like Jeffrey Carter, and it's it's the idea is that I guess it's to, again to honor him because the he died of cancer and he like he I'm like I don't I'm sorry if I if that sounds uh, like you know in I'm trying to find the right word for it I'm I, I'm sorry if that sounds mean or like not not <laughs> no, like, no, like, no. Like I'm not caring but yes yeah, that's what happened I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah no 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 it, it's cool that they're doing that and that you can sort of be part of that yeah. don't worry i was trying to think of some sort of weird when it said a warrior's death i was like what so like we weren't able to set a bear on him in his last moments was that was that what the patches were for to fund that i would imagine so something like that like and, and the guy didn't even sell it to me he was just giving it away he's like I, we just want our friend to be remembered and we want all of it, everyone to know that he that he, we lost him so here take like i took a picture i was taking a picture of some of his stuff and he's like, here, man, you want it? You want a patch? And I'm like, fuck yeah. And then I ended up buying the other two because I felt nice. like, you know, you can't just give me free stuff just because I took a picture of your booth. <laughs> but yeah, if you guys like that, go check out Star Wars Joshua. You guys, Star Wars Joshua. Yeah, the guy's got some pretty cool stuff. And then also, of course, I had to when I saw it. The Peter Mayhew Foundation. I had I had to give them. It was five bucks for the, pa for the patch. I had to give them that nice. to honor Chewbacca. Her. Oh yeah, that is true. Joker voice. Five hundred first members were provided uh, that they were the storm, like all the stormtroopers you see in, uh, in oh. uh, yeah, in the last or in the last two episodes of Mandalorian. Yeah, those are all like the, fans. the two clerks stormtroopers. I would imagine so. Yeah, probably. Like, oh, wow. like that's what that's what they put on the uh, when you watch. I would think it's called the gallery. It's like the the behind the scenes Mandalorian uh, stuff. Oh yeah. Like those documentaries, like when we watch those, they yeah, they talk about how those on those episodes, they just they called up like the five hundred first, and they're like, "Hey man, do you have anyone who wants to come down?" And they sent hundreds of fucking people, like just <laughs> I don't think about hundreds, but they sent like like fifty some odd people, and they were all like, they didn't need to be directed, they didn't need to be acted with, they were all like, they knew exactly what, like we know what a stormtrooper does. Come on. <laughs> so yeah, like that, and that's I think I think I think it's really cool, and so yeah, meeting the five hundred first is always a treat. So I have a wow. I have a ton of footage of them. So you'll be seeing a lot of dancing stormtroopers and like and dancing Jawas. Man, it, sometimes it pays to like be in big cosplay groups. So imagine how much fun that must be to be like to turn up on a show and like Taika Waititi's directing it as well, and like you're just getting to like be an expert who's like needed. It's amazing. Apparently, yeah that that happens across the country. Like whenever there's a comic con, like if there's like for example here, like when I'm in Albuquerque back in my back in my home. Apparently that's what they do is they'll uh, they'll call up the 501st Legion in out there, which is called the Dubek uh, Garrison. Hmm. Yeah, so they they'll contact them and be like, hey guys, do you have anyone who wants to show up and be part of this and you know be representing at the, at our con? And because the 501st Legion is like they're known across the entire country. I'm pretty sure we have a couple of chapters in uh, in um, what's it called in the UK too. Ah. Hmm. Like mm. I, I'm, I'm almost certain I've seen one as as well. Like I've, I've seen one in Scotland. I'm pretty sure as well. It's like I, like I know that there are international. I've definitely seen like a bunch of cosplayers before. I've never considered they might have been part of the five hundred first. That's what I find is that like if you if you see a dude in a full stormtrooper outfit, either he's he has a lot of money and made or or made it himself, or he's just like, or he's part of that group because yeah like that's what i found is that like apparently when you join that group they actually have like all these different resources that they can show you to find different uh, uh yeah like there we go like you said 
yeah, they, they have chapters all over the world. But but yeah, like anyway, when you join, they have like a bunch of different resources that you can find that they'll be like, all right, we have this guy who can make you an armor or we can t- we have this guy who can teach you how to make your own or this guy over here like takes commissions and stuff like that. And yeah, so like they have all kinds of different resources to, to get armors like that. That's why I always assume is when I see a stormtrooper, I'm like, you're probably in that group. <laughs> That's pretty cool. That's pretty sweet. Hmm. I don't. Yeah. I don't think I can invest the time or money to be part of it, but it's kind of tempting. See, I don't know. I mean, I feel like it, it, you don't necessarily have to be a stormtrooper to do that. You could also just be like an imperial officer. You, apparently, they have some Jedi in the in the group. It's just, as long as you're a Star Wars cosplayer, and like you and you have like a backstory, you have to have like a apparently a cosplay name. You have to have a backstory, and then I think they they assign you like a a TK number, so you get like TK two seven four one one or some shit like that. <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> so yeah, you become you actually get your own designation as part of the five hundred first. I kind of like now that the Mandalorian has like done it. I kind of like the sort of fat Republic like pilot. I like that like the idea of like leaning up against like a an X wing with a box of donuts. <laughs> well, like, yeah, I'll take care of the galaxy. Whatever, Porkins. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. He says his only Star Wars cosplay is Darth Nihilus, and Darth that is Nihilus. that is that is from Kotor Two. That's the dude with like the skull mask who like eats ah, plants. Ah, right. Or yeah. Nihilus. Yes, yeah, Nihilus. I think his name is. But, yeah, but but we all know it's Nihilus because Nihilist. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Star Wars naming, uh, like their their whole naming procedure. Not that hard. <laughs> <laughs> I am Darth Erderer. <laughs> But yeah, so uh, real quick before we move on, do you have any questions for me or anything you want to know about the con that that you like anything that, that struck stuck out to you? Ooh, okay. Um, was there anything? What was like something that you saw that was like way too much money, but you really wanted? Okay, so uh, there were two things. Well, three. Okay, three things. So okay. one was. Uh, I think it was like a signed uh, Ninja Turtles like pop figure. Like she, the dude had like all four Ninja Turtles ones, and he was selling them for a set. And they were signed by like all the people who like voiced him in the in like the nineties. And so apparently, what it was, he was selling it for like five hundred bucks for the whole set. And I'm like, not for those. I'm sorry, not for pop figures. I can't do it. No. Uh, oh, one, the, the fact that they're signed is pretty good, but like... and, and, and they were, and I think that what one thing that sold is they were also signed in all the colors of the different, like so they were in like uh, acrylic markers of those. That's so a nice like, touch. And so I'm like, if you had the April O'Neil, then maybe, <laughs> then we'll talk. <laughs> but yeah, no. But uh, the another one was that I saw a dude who was selling. Uh, so he had two of them, but he was selling. The reason I say that this one is because they were they were both eighty bucks each, and they were, they were like these weird. I, I don't even know. They were like Legacy of the Force uh, the ones, and so one of them was Padme, and one of them was uh, Slave Leia, and they were like. Have you ever seen those anime girl statues that you can sell that are like super like, uh, yeah, in, like really weird poses, and you're like, dude, there's no way I could display this without someone at, raising an eyebrow at me. Yeah. My my <laughs> my brother, my brother has collected those for a long time, and yeah. now has a daughter, and they have there's, all had to go away somewhere. Yeah, so there's two of there were two of those for eighty bucks each, and I'm, and the reason I think the slave Leia one I really wanted, I'm like, dude, I I haven't found a, a good slave Leia toy anywhere in in years because for obvious reasons, 
And I'm like, I'm looking at that. I'm like, but do I, but do I really want to spend 80 bucks on what is essentially just a, a statue that I'm, that I'm a not going to take out of the box and B I have to hide because I don't want anyone to see my shame. Um, yeah. I, I suppose. Yeah. Like, like I am, I am all behind having those things like in your home. I think that's fine. I've got like art and stuff that, you know, like has a lot of nudity in it. So like, you know, I don't have it out like for everyone to see, but I'm like, yeah, it's like, you know, exactly. in my room and stuff. Exactly. Um, like, I would, I would love to have it, but I just couldn't, couldn't do it. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh no, 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 yeah, yeah. I, I, I think, I think it'd be fine. And I, I, I can't, I can't go into huge amounts of detail. But my brother was big anime figure fan, and mm. made certain, yeah. you know, like made choices on eBay not based on his mind. But yeah, there, see, that's my thing. Is I was like, I was sitting there, and I'm like, had I been me by myself on the internet, maybe I would have, I would have done that. But it, the fact that I was <laughs> in a room full of people. And most of them children. I'm like, I can't, I cannot rightly walk around the con with this in my hand, and everyone know that I bought it. I'm, I'm really, I'd be really interested to see like this figure, like to know how bad it was, because like you see loads of people on YouTube buying the anime ones and stuff like, you know, like okay. uh, let me, let me big put it Japanese way. channels. Let me put it this way: the the Padme one had her nipples pointing at, like sticking out, flat out, like stick, like she was like standing in like this weird like. Like, okay. Not even like a real like you've never seen Padme stand like that ever, and it was like dunk, dunk. that's that's how <laughs> okay. bad it was. Okay, right. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. and then and the final thing was just a, one of those lightsabers that you can get, like the the ones that light up and it's it like makes sound effects and it's like you can actually whack it against another lightsaber and stuff. The the it was from High Republic. It was a cross saber of Ooh. I think it was Avar Chris's, and the only reason I didn't get it is because the guy was selling it for eight hundred bucks. Oh, I'm like. I'm like, not for that thing. I'm sorry. I love it, but not for that. Yeah, man. There's so much more I could do with 800 bucks. Ah, but you, you know, yeah, if, if that's in your budget down. or yeah, if it's if it's what you want and you've saved and you, damn, wow. I mean, yeah. I'm all for it, but yeah, dude. And the guy, he also he also tried to tried to sell me on it more. He's like, I'll bring it down to 550 and then I'll give you a Beskar ingot and and a stand and one of these pins i'm like for free i'm like are you kidding me oh god that's why that's why i can't go in um i can't go in music shops anymore i used to do that with guitars yeah just be like i go oh i'm just going to look and then eventually someone would start selling you and they'd be like ah, well you know i can throw a case in as well and you're like oh, yeah, oh, and I, I, I couldn't do it i could not do it in again in good conscience like 500 bucks for a lightsaber even with all that extra stuff i'm like i couldn't it's just no and yeah. uh did I, get, did I get on with that Twi'lek girl that was there? Uh, no, I, unfortunately, she was there with a Mandalorian, and so you know, I obviously I can't can't go hitting on a Mandalorian's chick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I did get a nice uh, a nice saucy uh, picture of her, so you know, there's that. <laughs> she, I mean, and now and now, don't before you guys think I'm creepy. She sold it to me, like she was selling prints, and I and I bought one from her, and she got it. I got it signed and all that good stuff. So yes, no. do not do not you will don't disempower her by saying that she can't sell saucy pictures to guilds. Exactly. So I didn't I didn't do it and be like cheese. No, I I was a good boy and I and I bought a picture. <laughs> that said, yeah, no, I I wish. <laughs> Mr. Axon is just impressed that you talk to girls. All right. So does it smell like no shower in the con? At some points, yes. At some points, very much yes. A couple of times it was like there was uncomfortable. Like during yesterday, today was a lot better, but yesterday there was 4,000 people at the con. And apparently throughout the full like eight, nine hour day, there was like 4,000 people in attendance. Whew. Wow. Yeah. And so 
it was pretty packed. So, and at one point, I was I was almost certain that I'm like, dude, I can, I, I, I swear to God, I can smell whatever the fuck you like ate or did or like, <laughs> like, bro, get the fuck away from me. <laughs> oh, that's unfortunate. And yes, Mr. Action, I try to talk to girls. Unfortunately, though, there's the, the most of the girls that I'm attracted to usually have boyfriends. So that's the unfortunate. <laughs> anyway, yeah, that was the con. It was awesome. It's it's been pretty great. Like I I can't. Oh wait, 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 wait. One more thing. I also got this. I got a, I got a badass Spider Man. Like one of those like tin. Uh, like oh plates. cool. Yeah. So this is at the last minute, and I th- I thought it was cool. But anyway. Uh, yeah, guys, it was the con. If, if you have the chance to get out to Nashville, I recommend it. If depending on where you're coming from, because let me tell you, going from Albuquerque, New Mexico, to Nashville, Tennessee, <laughs> never ever again. Well, that's not true. Maybe if it, maybe next year, maybe if they invite me back next year, as because uh, this year, as it as it shows, I was press, which is pretty damn badass. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. So if they invite me back next year and they, and they have a whole thing like because they had a podcast room this year, so maybe if we get it, do it next year. Maybe, but uh, this year I'm like, dude, I cannot do this ever again. It's just like, oh my freaking god, this was this was rough. And then trying to trying to reach all the panels and trying to like also walk around and film like spontaneous events happening because there was like random, you know, how cons are random shit happens. It was oh, yeah. rough. But again, that said, if you're closer to Nashville, come on out here. It's it was pretty great. It was like it's been three days of nonstop fun and just awesome and awesome like collectibles. Some of which I'm like, how the hell can you justify selling me a, a Darth Vader for two thousand dollars? <laughs> because it's a Spanish Darth Vader that was, has, wasn't made in America. Oh, yeah, it's huh. like, yeah, it was. It was some weird like it was like all of it. Like Return of the Jedi logo was in Spanish, and then also it said it's a it's a Darth Vader, and then Dark Vador. <laughs> So I have no idea, but yeah. But anyway, you know the Spanish were getting like exclusive Darth Vader's. But at any rate, yeah, guys. So you you guys should all uh, check it out. Moving on, though, I think it's time for us to do. Now that I've talked about my nerdiness, it's time to talk about another form of nerdiness. I know Harrison's been waiting to. Yeah. So let's go ahead and get into Moon Knight. And I can tell you right now, but before we even talk about this, I already know this is Mr. Action's favorite episode because it is the episode. That makes that makes everyone just like, well, it, it it takes away all, all joy. It makes you sad. <laughs> it like it like you start off with like your joy up here, and then as the episode just goes down, it just like just sucks all the joy right out of it. I didn't know, like I didn't know where you were going with that. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I wonder why this would be Mr. Action's favorite. It's like, ah, because it's miserable. Ah, yeah, just- that's the joke. Like it just takes. See, even says it was okay. It wasn't mid. It was okay. That's like the highest praise he's ever given a show. That I think that is actually the best praise he's ever given one of these shows. He's always like, "It's oh, it's meh, or it's mid, or oh, this is from the midwet." Now he's just like, "No, it was okay." <laughs> so yeah, no, and like, dude, they went so freaking like deep with this that between first of all between this chick like the whole the fact that they were in what is essentially the after like i guess limbo or whatever yeah so, the sea of souls or desert of souls which oh, it's yeah. already good yeah no it was yeah. it was really cool like i love that how they having how she's having like i like i like how all the while they're weighing she's weighing their hearts and then they're going through uh steven's like or mark's flashbacks 
which actually we did learn we did learn that yeah in fact mark is the original there is no st fuck steven he is not he is not the real guy which I, th I think makes a lot of sense because for mark to have been the fake one would have been so much more difficult i think like yeah i, I think like you know the point where steven's life like starts to become interrupted by mark would have happened much earlier on <laughs> with Mark like being a mercenary and having an entire marriage and stuff like Stephen would have been missing for years. Mm -hmm. Mr. Action says the hippo was kind of annoying. I would agree oh. to an extent. I, I would agree to an extent. Like at a certain point, I'm like, okay, I, are you going to do anything? Or are we just, are you just here to like offer dialogue or offer mm. like exposition? Cause that's really all she does. And she's just like, Oh, well, this is the desert of souls. And we have to go to the pit, to the, the you know, to the door of Osiris. Like we have to, I'm going to measure your hearts. And I'm like, yeah, just, you're going to do something. You're going to show us like some magic or something. I don't know. You're supposed to be a God, aren't you? Yeah. Like I, I was a little disappointed that, um, to where it had this whole problem of being the Marvel, like quirky comedy character in the middle of everything that isn't quirky and comedy. And it's like, sometimes yeah. you don't have to do it every single time, Marvel. Like, this wasn't the worst example of it. Um, she's not in the episode that much. Um, the design and the animation is just so cool. I can forgive a lot of other stuff. But I'm not too keen on the whole, like, oops, you know, haven't seen anyone in a while. Ha ha ha. Like, cutesy comedy. Yeah, no, that was, yeah, that idea of, like, just one second, let me just... And her unfolding her little, like, scroll thing. Yeah, no, that was... That kind of went off by the wayside for me. Although one thing I did really enjoy, and, and this is just me personally, but I really like that uh, little reference here is that when they're like, so this is the afterlife, huh? Well, it's an afterlife, not the afterlife. And she goes on talking about like all the other ones. And she says, have you ever seen the, or was it the, uh, it's the one from Black Panther. It's the ancestral, it's a, I think it's the ancestral fields or the ancestral yes. plane. Yeah, yeah. The, ancestral, the ancestral plane. And I'm like, ah, dude, I, I get that reference. It's like, the, that's where the kings of the past are. Uh, yeah. Uh, so I, I kind of enjoyed that. that. The idea that, again, I've talked about this a lot, but I always enjoy Marvel and DC doing that idea that all the gods across all different mythologies exist at the same time. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm always a fan of that. I, I, I remember when I was like really young, like in like primary school, and I kind of thought that. And I was like, the world was more fun when I thought that. Yeah, right? Like, isn't it great when we all just think that all gods exist, not just one god? Well, you know, that's a controversial statement, but <laughs> but still, though, I, I think it is. I think it would be great if, if like, Khonshu was actually running around out there make, making people's lives miserable because they were dicks. Yeah, I, I just wish I had more choice. You know, I, I just wish I could just be like, ah, oh, no, nah, I'm going to hang out with these guys because, like, uh, they got better wine. Yeah, exactly. You know what? What What if at one point you decide to yourself, you know, I don't want to be Egyptian. I don't want to, uh, you know, I don't want to like worship Egyptian gods anymore. I want to go Greek and you start worshiping like Zeus or something. Like, does that get you into a different heaven or something like that? I think yeah. Kind of cool. well, like, like if you just need different stuff, like I, I guess like, you know, like, well, my family has been, you know, praying to Apollo, the sun God for years, but the drought is a problem. You know, they've said prayer or rain, God, but we're like, no, we're sticking to our values, even if the crops don't grow. So, yeah, like, yes. See, that I, I think that'd be awesome, like, to have the idea of choosing and picking and choosing which God. But now, we, now we're getting into blasphemy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Mr. Action says, the writing for Mark's origin was good, but the direction was all over and dramatic at times. Well, I mean, now... 
to be fair, let's go ahead and let's go ahead and go into that a little bit. Like they, I did kind of enjoy this room where they go in to see all the different people that Mark killed. Oh yeah, and like and he remembers every single person, like New York. Uh, you know, he said like New Jersey. Oh, this person was in Tunisia. It's like, damn, dude. Yeah, it's it's pretty sweet. And obviously, we then see them come back later on. Yeah, crawling like, out of the this was it the Soul Sands, the Sea of Souls. Yeah, which is also kind of messed up. That that implies that the people Mark killed, yeah, were they're like in in limb or they're in hell right now, basically, because they're they're thrown off the boat. Yeah, I mean, like, like I, I suppose I don't know if necessary. Oh, yeah, because they are thrown off the boat, but but they came into the boats. They were already in hell. That's what I mean. Is like when he killed them, they were they went. They didn't get to go to heaven. They they didn't get to go to the field of reeds. I guess yeah, but like that, not necessarily his fault. Because presumably he could have killed them and then their heart could have balanced. Yeah, that, that is true. It's not it's not necessarily his fault they were bad people. But at any rate, yeah, no, this is a really messed up scene. And Mr. Action, as far as like the, you know, the directing, I'm like, I don't know. How like how are you not supposed to be dramatic when we're talking about, oh, well, me and my brother went into a into a cave and then he died and my mom my mom blamed me for the rest of my life. Like, how yeah. are you supposed to make that not a dramatic thing? Like we're talking about well again child death and then al uh, alcoholism abuse we're talking about like him him like creating another personality just so he can escape his mother's beatings i'm like how are you not making that dramatic i think like the show might do it a bit too much where it doesn't give you a break and the the comedy hippo doesn't really cut it as a break mm -hmm. like enough so like i think there are some moments like towards kind of like towards the end where he's like wow okay i've had so much like i think like like yeah when like his mother shouts at him because it just gets worse and worse and worse, you know, mm. um, like, and you kind of think, oh, that's his big trauma is when his, his brother died. And that's the thing that made him shattered his mind is like, oh, it's not even that. It's the fact that like his, his mother just completely blamed him. Um, and I do, I have to really give it to uh, Oscar Isaac. Uh, this show has made me interested in Oscar Isaac. Like I never have been. I, I didn't, he was okay, you know, in the stuff in the stuff I'd seen him in. He was he's in Star Wars, but I was never like, oh yeah, Oscar Isaac really shined out in Star Wars for me. But in this, like, I think his performances as both characters are fantastic. I would agree. Like, yeah, and the fact that he's able to show such a range of emotion, both like from Mark trying to be like just trying to keep Stephen away from you know seeing what happened, and then Stephen like being inquisitive, being inquisitive and trying to you know figure it out. Like watching these two separate characters play off in the same in the same scene is really cool, but I would agree with Joker voice here that some scenes just don't have time to breathe because it's it's mm. true. Like we get it's all your fault, and then we jump right back, or then right after that where he's going upstairs, and we jump into now his mom isn't coming down for his birthday. Next thing you know, he like he's get, or his mom is beating him, and then I'm like, dude, it's yeah, no, like. Some of this stuff, like it's, we see here, that yeah, he leaves home when he was in a teenager. Like, it, it's just it goes from just hit to hit to hit to hit, and like there's no time for us to process what the hell's going on. And that's I think I was watching this episode, and several times I'm just like, what the fuck, what the fuck? <laughs> it's like just because it was it was like I'm I'm sitting there trying to process the last thing, and then something else happened. Turns oh, here comes the mom with the belt. Yeah, I there's no way around it yeah all of those things could have done with more time because it means the things that they did just to speed the story along by cutting out you know kind of the the detail around it they just go his mother was terrible his dad didn't help enough it all broke down um but like it makes scenes like when they're at 
Shiva for his brother, and no one like says, "Hey, don't scream at your son like that." Like right. no one helps him. His father doesn't help. No one stands up for him, and like his and it shows how his father just wasn't helping him all the way through. And it's like you know, there's so many implications of that. I I I think it would be nice to have that time to develop that, but. We talked about this with the um, the Batman uh, review that we did uh, that you appeared on, uh, Joker Voice, um, where we were talking about how like that movie felt more like reading a comic book, and this episode reminded me of reading a comic book, like of you know how you just have like one or two panels to get across like a huge amount of story, and I think this show does it quite effectively. I would agree. Like, fair enough. I, I actually, that's. They, it does do it effectively. Like, it, I'm not going to say it doesn't tell the story well. It just tells the story really fast. And I'm just like, wow. I'm just, mm. it's not that it, it's not that it's a bad thing. Because for some people, this is like, I'm sure that this was the best episode for them. But I'm, I'm going to say, I, all I'm going to say is that I wish that they just took a moment to kind of like, for to let these characters kind of breathe and, and like actually like have them actually kind of talk a little more about it in between each thing. It's like, what the hell was that? Oh, well, you know, my mom, you know, my brother did that. I think they kind of save that for the very end when when Stephen and or not Steve yeah when Stephen ends up talking to the to his child to the child version of Mark, and like oh. he's like no it wasn't your fault you were a child it was it it couldn't have happened like yeah nah dude it it got Stephen pretty- I this this uh, this episode this show's really made me turn around on Stephen like I think you know it did kind of start off going like I'm kind of looking forward to when like the multiple personalities turn up this is going to really improve it but Stephen Jimba um in uh, uh, is is the other character called Steven in Stranger Things in season two when he's like an utter douchebag in the whole of season one and then season uh, two made yes. Steve like uh, the Steve best Harrington. character Steve yeah. Harrington I fucking hate Steve Harrington <laughs> oh. oh my god I hate Steve Harrington <laughs> okay okay so, so uh, that's unfortunate I was hoping you'd have the same experience I had of hating him and then season two comes along and he's like oh he's the best dude ever See, my brother, all right, real quick, let's go on this tangent. My brother had that <laughs> epiphany. He's, he went all, he went like, oh, screw Steve. I hate Steve. He's such a jerk the whole show. And at the very last episode of season one, where he pulls out the bat and goes and tries to save them, the uh, Nancy and the other guy from, from the monster. And like, he's beating the, the Demogorgon. Like, I'm sitting there watching that. And my brother's like, hell yeah, go Steve. I'm like, fuck that guy. Like, I want him to get eaten by the fucking monster. Fuck that guy. So, I don't care if he works at an ice cream shop in the next step, in the next season. Fuck him. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, but, okay, but but I, I have had a turnaround on this Steven. Like, and this this episode, I, I love Steven in it so much. I love that, like, he does, like, try and help his younger self and say, like, it's not your fault. And, you know, like, Oh, that's, it's so good. That's what the dad should have been doing, man. Dad should have been like when the the first time that mom didn't come to his birthday party, he should have been like, "It's not your fault. Your mom's just sad." Like he should have reassured his son. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And when she sits down with a full glass of whiskey and is just like, "Your dead brother was better," and yeah, it's look, just like, man, you like, did not do anything to take care of your family. Yeah, no, like. I love how the other yeah, the, during the teenage scene when he's leaving the house, he's like he has his whole thing. It'll get better. Come on, it, we can work it out. And he even says, "You were supposed to make it better. You were supposed to help her work it out, and you didn't." And I'm like, "Yeah, dude, you really were. You fucked up as your da- as a dad." Like, bro, oh, it's it was so depressing to me. And and the, yeah, like the fact that the dad walks out of the room, she sits down with the full handle of whiskey. You were always <laughs> jealous of your brother. That's probably why you killed him. I'm like, lady, come on, what is like it's yes. it's like, incredible. Actually, it reminds me of like, like House, 
what yeah house on haunted hill haunting at hill house haunting at hill house <laughs> that one it just like it becomes this like absolute horror story like yeah. partway through this I, I, so much of it and uh, the the child drowning in the cave reminds me of the orphanage by Guillermo del Toro like it's so dark and here where like you see him like break down and when he like turns yeah. into Steven the this whole show mother. yeah the fact that the death of his mother is what broke his mind like that Oh, dude! See, because that also shows like a deeper, a deeper thing for him is that even though his mom was horrible to him his entire life, he still loved her, and he still that, wanted, like he yeah. still wanted her to be his mom. Abs- absolutely, like, like, and I, and I really like felt for that. Like, like I've had my own family things. I was like, fuck, I get that. It was so good. Um, and, and like, and like, yeah, him, him, his dad being like, come on in, like him doing this thing, and then him shaking his head and walking away. It's because he knew that his mom wouldn't want him there. And it's like it's the and that is a fucked up idea to come to like the fucking realization to come to is that I love my mom, but with respecting her wishes, I won't go to her funeral. Yeah, yeah, and and well, and it was there was a bit where he was like, you won't get the satisfaction, and like I, I don't know, like 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 there's so many conflicting awful emotions that come out of an abuse like that. It, it, it which I think they've done this so well, like they've built up. And uh, so Joker Boy said in the comments, you mentioned um. The episode should have been episode one, getting the origin to the second to last episode. I've I've personally found that the way they've structured the story means that all of this like means so much more to me. Whereas like if I if I if it started like a Batman movie where I get this in the similar sort of montage thing, you know, and like instead of having, you know, Alfred going, and why do we fall down, Master Bruce? You know, we just get Steven going, it's all right, I'll call my not mum. I'll that, just hang out my phone. Thing. See that scene, like that adds a whole adds a whole new like context to this. Is that either he believes that like, he completely believes that when he calls his mom, he's talking to someone, or he's just leaving her like he's leaving messages, thinking, "Oh, I missed you, sorry." But like, because because he, he picks up his phone right after this, and he starts, "Oh, hey, mom, what's up? I, it looks like I'm in the ro- I got turned around again." Yeah, like there are so many weird things, like like for example, if he thinks he's from the UK, like how is his cell phone working? in the states your phone's not work here well like they end up on roaming and stuff and uh, oh, i'm getting confused okay. like you know oh okay i was gonna say it's like <laughs> wait a minute I mean, there's a whole thing where, you know, like i think my phone would be like hey dude like you're not on your network anymore i think okay that that makes sense it's like you'd get roaming charges or whatever the hell I, that makes sense to me because i was like wait a second I'm, i don't know how cell towers work but i'm pretty sure that's not a... it's it's been a long while since i've used a phone abroad <laughs> okay yeah but but yeah, no, that thing of like him thinking he's from the UK, then why? Oh, they're all driving on the wrong side of the road. Did that not freak you out thinking that you're in America? Yeah, it's it. I, I it's it's wonderful. Like it shows like the depths of this fantasy world he has to live in. Mm-hmm. And I oh, just yeah, Stephen's just such a wonderful character in this episode where like he goes on this wonderful journey of like discovering how damaged mark is and how you know all the sympathy for him and then like this horrible realization about his own life yeah, of that it being doesn't even exist yeah right. and like like the i was so tragic that bit where so, uh, mark says like you know was it you're not supposed to see this that's the point yeah, of you exactly so yeah that, that whole thing of you you're not supposed to see this part that's the whole point of you i'm like well two things there one the whole point of him is so you don't have to see this part. And two, I'm pretty sure when he went into the whole Mark or into the whole Steven thing, I'm pretty sure he saw all of it. Because, <laughs> like, yeah. like, oh, bloody hell. I need to cl- look at the state of this place. I need to clean up before mom gets angry. And then she busts in, starts beating the shit out of him. I'm like, I'm assuming that, that uh, Steven saw quite a bit of that. 
that's that's the bit that I find the worst is the little kid sitting there trying to clean up when he can see his mum coming to beat yeah. him. Kicking like he can hear her banging the door. And when, when he's there like telling himself it's not my mum. And I'm like, oh my God, that's so dark. Like I pluggity plug plug plug. Um Star Wars Death Troopers, the audiobook we're reading here at the moment on the channel. There's a really dark bit with the baby fucking uh, Wookiee and its family's dead and it like refuses to leave them and it keeps like holding their arms up and hugging them like as if they were still alive. Oh, it's going to get worse. It's going to get much worse. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want you to, I, look, there's going to be a moment later on when Chewbacca has this whole like horrifying like dream sequence or like, or like vision in his head. And I want you to, to remember, I want you to think of me when you, when you come to that part. Ooh, okay. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, and it's a, like it's it's really creepy. I, I I want I look forward to hearing your voice and how you do it. But <laughs> anyway, yeah, that you're right. That is that is really messed up. How he's like, it's not my mom. It's not my mom. That's not my mom. And then just his mind snaps. And yeah, no, that's like that's messed up, man. I, I yeah. can't. Like I I think I I think this show like I I. So other than today, because I had to record the episode in order in order to do this here, I, I watched it again today. But I, I since last week when I watched it, I don't think I could stomach watching it. Again. I'm like, dude, I, I need to I need to take a moment <laughs> away from Marvel for a minute because I'm like, yeah, that was that got way too real for me. I think like uh, not because not because I have any like, experience with like being abused or beaten by my fa- by my parents or by my family or whatever. But like, dude, it's just that shit got like really dark and really like, damn, dude, this is. Like this is like triggering for some people. Like some people out there are freaking out right now because of the, because of this episode. I, well, and this is one of the things that I think is wonderful about it. Is I think it's, it's taken like such a dark subject matter. I think it's treated it really well. Like I, I think everything's like quite carefully thought out, and a lot of these reactions are very real. You know, I, I think they've done their research on this. Um, I would agree. All but all of the stuff, all of the stuff with Ethan Hawke is amazing it is ethan hawk is like ha, does such a good job in his performance here of like be like of that thing if you don't know if he he could be being reasonable like everything he's saying is reasonable but something about him just feels slimy like he just feels like such a villain yeah straight up and and more than that I also wanted to talk about a little bit about this scene about these scenes so what's up with like did you notice that mark's nose is broken like it wasn't, yeah. and then and then in randomly in another scene, it's not broken. Yeah, because I noticed there's there's a moment at the end. Um, was it where, and Ethan Hawke is like saying like I didn't sedate you. We're not allowed to sedate you like against your own will. Yeah, he, like he throws like water in his face, and he's like, "What did you did you drug me? No, we're not allowed to do that. Not anymore." And it's like, okay, yeah, now that, and then his nose is fine. It's like, what what the hell? It, it it's really interesting because it adds this like extra layer of of doubt to it, and I think that's that's sort of why I love here is it's like it, it's like the um the enemy here isn't Harrow, it's not a particular like person doing a thing. The enemy is literally like his mind. Yeah, it's his and own it's mind. so like because of that we we don't know what in the world is real and what's not, and we think we might have an idea, but there's always some doubt in there. Yeah, exactly. I'm like watching that, like seeing his nose go from being from being like broken to not seeing him go from being on the boat fighting things to being like in the office again. Like, I'm, I'm like, okay, is he inside of his mind in heaven or in like the after? Like, wh- is he even insane in death? Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah, exactly that. And, and I, th- I think like 
that that is that implication of like you know there's this idea of if he works out his mental health stuff his hearts will balance um but it's almost like is that is that actually what it's doing or is it um just sort of more of his mind giving him stories and reasons to sort out his mental health that could be it as well as like it's just his way of coping with it is trying to like make it normal and try to make it make it like his mind is trying to make it into a into his into this fantasy that he's in a in a mental facility because he's crazy but in fact he's not and that's that's the thing that it's so good that marvel has gone we have to jump straight into this with the show we have to get it to, to the point where you're not too sure what is real because like literally when your character's whole thing is like oh he creates an entire fantasy world to deal with trauma mm-hmm. you then, then yeah it's like oh yeah then all the superhero stuff could just be entirely fake couldn't it yeah like most of what we're watching could like this entire thing is all just be in his head which I think would be a really crazy uh, thing. Like if it turns out that this whole entire time Moon Knight is fake and this whole show has just been inside his head. I'm like, I, on the one hand, that's going to be a major middle finger to the audience. On the other, it's going to be actually kind of a, an awesome like twist. And it's like, holy shit. That's like some M. Night Shyamalan crap right there. If like, I would love it if if it turned out that, you know, that he was still like doing the stuff as Moon Knight, but he just didn't have superpowers. Like so, he was st- he was just a regular dude, just beating the hell out of people and stuff. <laughs> like, but, but just like he thought he had a super suit on. So speaking of yeah, since we did bring up the Moon Knight powers and like the super suit and everything, I wonder what did you think of this scene, like where he where he actually meets Conchu for the first time ever. I loved it. I I have been so happy with the way they've done Conchu in this because in lots of these stories. You know, you do get that kind of like, actually, if you thought, you know, that kind of, you know, clever YouTube video sort of like, actually, if you thought about it, um, you would notice that, you know, uh, the beast is abusive to Bell, you know, that kind of thing. But this is like all out. No, straight up. Like, Konshu is shady yeah, and like Con- did manipulate him and like has his own motives and doesn't really care. It's funny you say that because, all right, so yeah, we'll talk about this for a minute. I I love this scene of how, yeah, he's like crawls into this dark, into this like dark tomb under Conchu's uh, statue, about to shoot himself in the freaking head. Cause he's just like, you know what? I'd rather, I'd rather die quick than bleed out, which again, an entirely like, dude, we're going into a dark, like we got suicide, we got abuse, we got multiple personalities, like, holy crap. But yeah, I love this whole thing. And then Conchu being like, I can save you if you work for me. Like basically, like if you become my Moon Knight, and I'll I'll save you, and I'll give you, I'll help you. You know, t- like I'll basically let you live. And this whole thing of, uh, let me see. You said he, that he was. Uh, they, you thought he manipulated him. It's funny you mentioned that because earlier on, when you you see when the when the two boys are running into the cave, like like when Mar- when adult Steven is following them, he fucking, yeah. He steps on a on a bird's skeleton. That I looked, did see that. Yeah. So I'm like, was Conchu there? Like, did he was he playing him from the get go, trying to make him into into Moon Knight? Like that. Like, ultimately, yeah. I hope all of this is real. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm always on the side of I hope the magic is real. I want to believe magic is real. Like, but if it turns out it's not, this show's set it up really well. Like the foreshadowing, the way they've like laced it throughout the story, it's ah, chef's kiss. Let's see if I can if I can find it without getting us without getting us uh, in trouble. But yeah, like there is one part where he steps on that on that skeleton, and I'm like, wait a fucking second, 
<laughs> like, damn you, Kanchu. But yeah, no, that was it was just a really cool scene. And then let me see. Uh Joke Boy says, so we get five seconds added the toll time scene Moon Knight to five minutes in 260 minutes through five episodes of a of show of a show called. Okay, so I see what he says. He says that in all, we're seeing five minutes of actual Moon Knight in in 260 minutes of a show called Moon Knight. I see what he's saying. Yeah, yeah, uh, no, I, I can see that. I find it a little different to say like something like uh, like with the book of Boba Fett, you know, like with the complaints of we didn't get enough Boba Fett, where we have these episodes where we basically don't see him. Um, just in that, like we've been with the person who is Moon Knight, who has the mantle of Moon Knight through the entire thing. And that's pretty standard for a lot of superhero media, that you spend more time with the regular version of them than you do with their alter ego. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, if, if the whole movie or if the whole show was just him in the armor beating up people, I mean, it would get kind of stale pretty quick. Like, Yeah, I, I, I think that's it. Like, I just, if I have a problem with the show... I'll mention it. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think that's it. Like, like, like the thing with this show is that so often I just don't have a problem with it. I'm like, yeah, it still did it well. And and so I've I've said it the last five weeks, and I'm willing to bet it's still true today. It's because you and I, or just general audiences of the show, do not have the uh, you know we don't have the the I guess like the foreknowledge or like the history with Moon Knight that that some people do. Because yeah, yeah. I, I, I've noticed that a lot that the people who are like OG uh, Moon Knight fans don't generally don't like it but like the people who were who never heard of moon knight say yeah they don't have a problem they're just like okay cool i can, I can completely understand that especially if it's like if you've had a favorite character that you've been waiting to see like represented on screen for a long time and then it's not the character that you thought it was that's like a very different experience i think like the thing that that i've got with this is that you know like i, I went into falcon and the winter soldier knowing very little about either of those characters other than I knew the Falcon became Captain America. That was about it. I don't know anything about American Agent, didn't know anything about those guys. But like that mo that show just did not get my interest, didn't like get me into the story, didn't like do as many good things as I think Moon Knight has done. I agreed. And so as for Joker Voice, he says that's that's like watching Batman and having 95% of the show be about Bruce Wayne. Now let me say this. That is that is true. You don't want the Bruce Wayne, you want the Batman, but that's because Bruce Wayne is boring. And if they could make Bruce Wayne half as interesting as they made Mark and Steven, I would be, I'd watch, a, I'd watch the shit out of a Bruce Wayne Batman movie. I think that's a, it definitely helps as well that given that Mark like is a badass in himself. So it is like he is still like doing stuff. It's a bit like, it's a bit like how you know, like Black Widow like is technically always Black Widow because Black Widow is just her. <laughs> it's just Natasha. Mm -hmm. Like so she doesn't have to have a costume and be a certain thing. She just is there. Exactly. I'm like, same thing I would say for like Captain America, because there's a good number of, there's a good amount of the Captain America movies where he's not actually doing Captain America stuff. He's just being Steve Rogers. And I think this is, you know, the point of the show is getting is that like what makes these guys special is like the fact that it is Mark and Steven. You know, like the fact that you've got Harrow used to be one of Conchu's um, heralds. Heralds? Yeah, avatars? Avatars, that's the word. Uh, avatar, you know, it used to be his avatar. And it's that thing of like that, you know, that's the kind of the unique selling point, the thing that separates him out and perhaps can keep him safe from the things that Conchu does to him, that can make him work differently. I think, the, I think the show is like understood what it needs to focus on. Agreed. I, I, 
I'm wondering where it's going to go from here. Like we've, we, again, we've talked about this uh, several times the, the last few weeks. I want to know where they go from here because after if the season finale, we get, you know, whatever, there's going to be the showdown between Harrow and, and uh, Mark. And we're going to have, because, and then obviously now it's going to only be Mark because now Steven is in the sand. So I'm like, I don't know what that, like, I'm not sure where we're going from here because now he no longer, in theory, he no longer has that split personality disorder because now Steven is gone. Like the soul of Steven has now been, has been sucked out of it, out of his body. Yeah. I'm very interested to see where that goes. Cause like the show kind of like has that thing of like, you know, don't worry, we're going to go get saving. Because that's how so many of these stories go. You kind of expect it as an audience. You know, there's going to be something to get Stephen back, but it doesn't. It wouldn't make any sense. It would actively make his life worse. Like he could, he could have like potentially he could have a life with his wife without there being literally another man in the relationship. You never know. Maybe she, maybe she's into that. Maybe Layla is is totally into having two. Like maybe that's why she was down with with uh, Stephen in, in in the whole in the first place because she's sitting there getting on board with the idea of having two husbands. <laughs> All right, so says the problem is that Stephen and uh, is the exact same as Mark, just a different name. Stephen is not a beta male. Stephen and Mark are both alpha male type. Uh, I don't know about that. Yeah, I, I, maybe I, I don't quite understand what you mean by those things, but like, um, I think that I think what I do, I do think they're very different characters. Like, sort of, Mark is far more sort of you know forthright so, and so, risk well, averse, and yeah, whereas like Stephen like doesn't think very much of himself. He's clearly very socially different, interacts with people very differently, like to what Mark does. Yeah. So I don't know. I would say like, as I've come to understand it, the alpha male, I don't know about beta male, but the alpha male type is the guy who like, you would go, you go talk to this girl at the bar. He's the one who walks up. He's like, Hey, you talking to my fucking girlfriend and he pushes you. And he, and he's like, he's the one who's ready to get into a fight over, mm. over a chick or over something stupid like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I can't, I can't say that I, I would have ever have picked out Stephen and never gone. I feel he's the alpha. Certainly not. Like I wouldn't have seen him in a social group and go, "That man is the leader of the pack." He's, yeah, he's no. the, he's the, the big Billy Bollocks over here. I would um, agree. Yeah, the fact that we see like his interaction with the girl at in the gift shop, you know what I mean? This is like, like he's just like, oh, uh, you mean like a, a date or something? Like, you know, when he's all asking her. Yeah, yeah, show. he's he's often very flustered by these things. Immediately tried to surrender to Harrow and his dudes. Says, That's sad to see. Yeah. says the, uh, Joker says the finale is going to be the shortest runtime of the entire season. 45 minutes opening to credits. Uh, total runtime. So yeah, that means with seven minutes of credits as, the, as they've been doing, as they always do in this, it's probably going to end up with uh, a 30... What is it? Yeah, 38? 36? I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, 38 minute uh, runtime. Hmm. So, so does that feel like it's going to be very much setting up for season two? We're going to well, be left got... on a cliffhanger, do you think? I'm I'm not sure. It seems like, if anything, it's probably going to end up, if I had to guess, it's going to end up with uh, Amit actually getting resurrected, and then that's going to be the season finale. We're not actually going to get a, show, a final showdown between Amit and uh, Khonshu or anything like that. Because we have to. We have the whole next episode. We have to get Khonshu back. We have to get... Uh, what's her... We, like Layla is still out there. We still yeah. have there's still Haro to deal with, and then not to mention what, what whether or not we're going to get Steven back, which I I doubt. He says there is no season two. Well, there may not be a season two yet. Yeah, I'm also interested to see like whether because I was wondering whether this is more like an introduction to this character and then immediately put him into movies because I've come away from the show being immediately ready oh, to see a Moon Knight movie. <laughs> 
Oh shit, that's right. He he did say that, didn't he? Or uh, Ahmed already has been resurrected because that's right. All the souls were falling to to the. That's right. I forgot about that part. That's what they during the part during this part in the boat. Like there's all kinds of souls falling from the sky before their time uh. in the sand. That's what Ahmed. So yeah, Ahmed already has been resurrected, but we completely missed that part. We didn't even get to see it. So I'm like, I don't know what they're gonna do with this. It's it feels like it's gonna be, like I don't know, man. It either we're gonna get a really bizarre like not even sure if it was real ending or it's going to leave it on a cliffhanger. Yeah. I think, I think we're, I mean, I'm, to be honest, I think we're going to get both. I think we're going to get a cliffhanger ending that also has a, but is it even real? <laughs> it's like, did any of this even happen? Yeah. And then eventually I'm no. like, yes. Yeah, it did. Don't worry guys. We, we want this franchise. We spent a lot of money on Oscar Isaac. And he, and apparently Oscar told variety magazine that this season is going to be a limited series. That, now that's true. However, that you never know what the, they might tell the act, the actor one thing, or he could be lying. Because I re, I seem to remember a, a certain British actor who was like, "Oh yeah, I'm not in Spider Man. Of course I'm not in Spider Man. I'm not going to be in Spider Man." And he ended up being, <laughs> lo and behold, in fucking Spider Man. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So like, I don't. Yeah. So I'm like, I we'll see. We will definitely see. Uh, be, and. I'm just curious on what they're going to do because I'm, I've been, so far I've been, we've been asked this question constantly about what are they going to do? What are they going to do? Where are they going to go? And they keep finding, well, at least for the two of us, they keep finding ways to go to these new places that I'm like, that I'm, I didn't expect them to go to, but I'm like, I was kind of happy with it. Like this yeah. whole episode is is like an example of that is that I, I didn't expect them to go this where they went, but I'm like, Holy crap. And then like, th like this stuff, like I didn't expect Steven to fall off the boat. I didn't expect Mark to go to the field of reeds. Yeah, I, I've no idea like where these things are going to take me, and 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 I've just been so impressed with everywhere it's gone so far. I've got no reason sort of not to trust it, and 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 I've had plenty of uh, these Marvel shows that I haven't enjoyed, <laughs> like basically, like Hawkeye and uh, Captain America and the Winter Soldier, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I just didn't like it, like. They weren't for me. They had their moments, you know. It was great to go see Kingpin and stuff, you know. Like, yeah, sure. Whereas this, I've just gone, damn, I've enjoyed this. Yeah, it's it's actually kind of a fresh, a nice, refreshing uh, change of pace, Harrison. Because the last couple of Marvel shows, you were just like not about them at all. Yeah, yeah, no, and and uh, I missed out on the on these sort of Loki reviews here on the channel. We we didn't sort of get to do them uh, together like we have with the other shows. And like Loki, I loved Loki's. Had, Loki had the same thing to this, where like it was a show that, I, honest to God, was like, I can't wait until I get to watch the next episode next week. And mm. shows like that are kind of rare these days. Yeah, I would say the last one was probably Wandavision for me. Like Loki was okay, but Wandavision was the one that did it for me. I'm like, okay, I need to, I need to see the next episode. I need to know what's going to happen because it was, it got really, really good. Let's see. Okay, maybe. Like he says, if the scale balanced, and that, that's all but confirms that Jake Lockley will not appear. Yeah, but we keep on seeing, like, I, I'm pretty sure during this episode, they also showed uh, that, again, that red coffin. And I'm like, I'm, I'll look for it and see if I can find it in here. I might be wrong. But I'm pretty sure they showed that one again. And they just, like, kind of glossed over what it was. And so I don't know. I, I'm pretty sure. We still have the unsolved mystery of there were some people who died that Stephen blamed Mark for. And Mark swore he didn't do it. Oh yeah, uh, that was right. The in the desert here, like Layla's, Layla's like dad and all the this archaeology crew. Well, and not just those guys. You remember um, in what episode four, uh, episode three? I don't know when. And like he just, uh, 
like blacks out, and then they they wake up and they're surrounded by like mercenaries who've been beaten up. I think it's the guys. Was it put connected to the oh, guys? Oh yes, yes, yes. That's right. Because that's right. They that uh, so yeah. They have this whole part where yeah, they t- the those Egyptian dudes who were trying to attack him with knives. They just like leave us alone, man. Like don't don't mess with it. And he doesn't know what they're talking about because he's just like I I didn't do this. What what are you talking? Like and then he ends up. That's right. He also ended up on that taxi cab with with no memory of how he got there and both Steven and Mark didn't know. And so, sorry, Joker voice, you said that was Conchu trapped in stone. Sorry. Was that Conchu was in when he was trapped in stone or before he was trapped in stone? I, I'm just I, trying, trying to remember when it happened to the, the timeline. Yeah. No, I don't, I think he was, I think that was before he was trapped in the stone, but at yeah. the same time, I don't know if he was controlling him. Like I, the blackouts, that was Conchu as well. See, I don't know, because if he, if it was, then why would I mean Conchu never? Uh, why have they not shown us Conchu taking over the body before? Why didn't Conchu just take it over whenever he wanted to? Because yeah, like, like there were several times when, when it would have been easier for Conchu just to take control and and you know like well, oh hey they're attacking with knives cool and he just takes over and then he kills all three of them. Yeah, a lot of times when like they've refused to do things oh. that Conchu has asked us to do. Oh, I see what you mean. The shit. Okay, the red sarcophagus is Conchu. Okay, now we're on the same page. I see. That's actually not a bad idea. I'm gonna be completely honest. If it isn't Jake Lockley, I. I mean, I. That's at this point. That's just a name to me. So if it isn't Jake Lockley, like my 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 basic thing with this is that like the idea of like oh Jake Lockley's not going to appear. Sure, whatever. But we just we just know that Marvel's not going to waste stuff that it's got. Marvel knows it has things. It's like, yeah, we'll hang on to that for whenever we need it. Okay, so, yeah, this is interesting. So, yeah, Joker voice says that when he blacked out, that was Conchu, and that when, uh, yeah, the, the, what's it called, the sarcophagus in, in that uh, facility, or in that in his mind, basically, that is Conchu as well, which, that's actually kind of an interesting concept. I, so, I don't know, I don't know if and that actually would make sense of how they free Conchu then, is that he has to get that thing, instead of, instead of having to do this whole rigmarole of having to go back to the temple and figure out how to, do, like, free Conchu with magic, He's just going to open it up and then Conchu will be free. Like, that's actually kind of an interesting way to go about that. It's lazy writing, perhaps, but also kind of interesting. Ooh, says you're giving Marvel way too much credit, Harrison. I don't know, I don't know man. I, I legit like, don't understand what problems you have with this show. <laughs> like, 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 the, the show just works. And I'm just like, yeah, it's cool. But, th- but then, Harrison, you also are like, we have also. Over the last few years, we've gotten to know you, we, uh, we, the the audience, and myself, and we know that you like all the dark, gruesome, horrifying, evil. Like if it, if the more the more eyes and legs and and like <laughs> slobbery, like slimy shit it has, then let's yeah. watch it. So yeah, I, the- I, I do have to admit, I do particularly like this because it reminds me a lot of some of the sequences from Hellraiser Two. Like it really reminds me of bits of Hellraiser. See, I'm like, well, it, it comes down to that. Like, if it's gothic and dark and evil, of course you're gonna love it. You, you are Harrison Bullman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. No, no, I'll admit, I am biased. Um, but yeah. Okay, so yeah, it says Layla is gonna free Conchu and become the next Moon Knight. So maybe, and if that's the case, well then, I guess we get a girl Moon Knight. I, yeah, I, 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 I don't know, like, oh, that happened faster. They're kind of streamlining the process, but you know, I'm, I'm like, it was going to happen someday, so might as well. 
Yeah, rather than have like everyone feel weird about like the the sexy lady cosplayers of Moon Knight, we'll just make it canon straight away, so you don't have to feel odd about it. I mean, that's yeah. It's basically than... going like, "Hey, Spider Gwen was really popular. Let's just jump to Spider Gwen." Yeah, exactly. Like, not even bother with Peter Parker. None of that shit. Hell, if you wanted to, make it Moon Gwen. It's just Moon Gwen, Gwen again. <laughs> the MCU for well, all right. You know what? In this one particular case, if if you if it turns out that you are correct in the next episode, and then yeah, that Layla becomes the new Moon Knight, I will concede to this to that in this one particular case. <laughs> like yeah, everything the, else, the official MCU stamp. Like, like I will give we'll it. Yeah, it I, will, I will give it the Gilbert seal of approval that yes, it is an MCU moment. <laughs> but but uh, as far as that, like this is that's honestly just speculation because like as far as like Hawkeye or I'm, I'm trying to think of what other what other characters are uh be, are becoming are becoming are go, oh Thor there we go <laughs> Hawkeye or Thor I'm trying to think of what other characters are becoming women uh, I don't know we're, we get in an Ironheart there movie go, at some point yeah yeah see Ironheart like whatever this original character she she came up she came out of like she was a recent like a last in the last like i think 10 to 15 years like that she's she's not very new so i'm gonna let that one slide as far as like hawkeye i'm like okay i got a I got a lot of movies with jeremy renner in them i'll let that slide like it, it's like fine let let kate bishop be the new hawkeye and then as far as uh what was the thor i'm like dude Natalie Portman. I'm not gonna. You're not gonna ever hear me say a bad word about Natalie Portman. Yeah, I, like I said, I, I wasn't sold on it until I saw the trailers, and the trailers seem to know what they're doing. That is a fact. That right here, everyone watching, that is a fucking fact. Sony, you need to get on that shit right now and stop fucking around with Morbius and Craven and and Venom and and well, actually, I, I liked Venom, but that's not the point. I I slightly suspect that's because Sony is scared of putting a woman as their lead thing. Partly because last time they did that was Ghostbusters and it really backfired on them. I'm pretty sure that there's supposed to be like, uh, there's a female character called Silk, which is like one of the spider characters. Like she's a, she has powers of Spider-Man, but she's not related to him in any way, shape or form. Or I don't think she like, she's not like related to Peter Parker. You know what I mean? Yeah, that that, that rings a bell. I can't so yeah. Her, so. But yeah, like that's my... So I think that's what they were. That's one thing they announced. But yeah, I agree. They should definitely go for Spider Gwen and stop trying to give us all these other characters that they're obviously going to just fuck up and ruin. Do you think the the animated Spider Gwen would get her own movie? I could see that happening. Like after the second Spider Verse movie, we get a Spider Gwen spin off. As a Spider, uh, uh, I could see that. I'd be down for it. I I would definitely watch an entire animated Spider Gwen movie by just by itself. Yeah, like like. Like Puss in Boots was to Shrek. Hmm. Also, oh, okay. So he says Ghostbusters Afterlife is a Sony property, huge success. And all right, I guess, yeah, no, I, uh, was the, the one before that, the 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 yeah. uh, uh, Ghostbusters, not I think it was just Red called Red Ghostbusters, Red. wasn't it? But but like, what was I can't remember? The, Melissa McCarthy, the Melissa McCarthy Ghostbusters. Yeah. Afterlife, wonderful movie. I actually quite liked Afterlife. A little bit. That's a bit too fan servicey at some points, like right at the very end. But it's a good movie. Yeah. So I, yeah, you're right. It's just it was just called Ghostbusters. It was like Ghostbusters 2019, I think. But yeah, or 2016. Yeah, but yeah, the point, yeah. the point is that yeah, that movie was horrible. But it wasn't because it was women. Like I would have been totally down for all women uh, Ghostbusters. If the problem is you got the wrong women. Yeah, I would. I agree with you on that. I genuinely because there was a huge, there was a huge build up around the fact that it was women. And you're right. Ultimately, the movie was bad on its own merits. Yeah, um, but unfortunately, Twitter was a buzz 
Like I'm not. I wasn't asking for for for, like for four fucking uh, sex symbols. Like shoot. Oh no, we're getting no. But you know, I was asking. I'm asking for four funny people, like we got in the original. Also, like better ghosts. The ghosts in that movie are rubbish. Also, no, no Chris Hemsworth because I found that I found that a little on the nose as well. Because you know what? In the original Ghostbusters, yes, their, their assistant was attractive, but damn it, if that that was not her only trait, and that and they did not play on that, it was that she was smarter than all of them. Yeah, and, I I wouldn't have said they ever really. I mean, I guess her and Tully get it on. Yeah, her like, Rick but, but that's, that's the thing is that it's not about her being attractive; it's about her being smarter and then and well more way more put together than all the guys. Yeah, because like like her and Rick Moranis are kind of into each other because they're both nerds. Exactly. Yeah, but then at the very, at, but then in this one and that new one, oh yeah, let's put Chris Hemsworth because oh hey, attractive man. <laughs> I know. I quite liked the, the Chris Hemsworth stuff in that movie. I, I thought Chris Hemsworth was—he's very funny. He's a very funny actor. Agreed. I, I, he's funny, but it's, I just didn't like the the bit. I wasn't about the bit, and I yeah, and so I'd sign Emma Stone. He says, Joker Boy says, hey, Emma sign Emma Stone right now. That's yeah, not a good choice for Spider Gwen. Well, she was Gwen Stacy in the Amazing Spider-Man movies with Je- with Andrew Garfield. Oh, of course she was. Yeah. So yeah, that's exactly why he would do that because he know he knows that it would be a money maker. I suppose. Yeah. I don't. That kind of puts me off. <laughs> weirdly. It's like, oh, oh, well, you know what? Never mind that. <laughs> yeah, like, it's got it's got that stank on it. It's got that stank. The second one was okay. The first one. No, was it not wasn't. <laughs> The second one was okay. <laughs> it's better than the first. I'm gonna. I, well, I, will, I, I, I don't will, know. I will fight this out all day long. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny watching Jamie Fox. Jamie Fox's performance is interesting. Yeah, he looks like a lot like Doctor Manhattan. It gets it gets better in No Way Home. It gets a lot better in No Way Home. That's yeah. they, they do away with that whole nonsense. I I, I love it in No Way Home. Where they're like, "You're cooler than you used to be," and he's like, "Yeah, yeah, I'm aren't I?" <laughs> It's like I like it here. It's one of the best things. <laughs> just like, hey, just, where did you stop being a dweeb? All right, so yeah, just get back into Moon Knight, but it's just for this yes. end thing. Yes. So yeah, we'll talk about. Actually, you know, we've we pretty much talked about most of it. Yeah, I think we I think we have gone into everything, haven't we? Yeah, that was. I just want to say real quick. I thought this was really bad at his first suiting up scene. Like it, it's not really much different from any of the others, but still though that again, it's one of those shots of like, dude, I want this as my screensaver now. Oh, yeah, like that. Like I, Conchu, him and the statue of Conchu is badass. I I don't know. I I don't know if I can say whether we see enough of it or not, but I I do love that suit. They re- they really like won it with the design on this suit. Also, shots fired at you, Harrison. Says note to self. Never let Harrison in charge of your movie finances. He obviously isn't interested in making money. I mean, I'm interested in making money, hence why, like, I change things to make money rather than keeping them the same for something that wouldn't make money. No, he won. But yeah, the joke there is that yeah, Emma Stone, dude, that is the money maker. I'm like, she put her as Gwen Stacy. That'll make you all the money. Yeah, probably would. I mean, yeah, like I, th- I think it is probably the best choice. I was trying to think of anyone else who that I could pick as Emma Stone, but a lot of them are already other superheroes. Yeah, see, so you can't like, like who's a blonde girl that I know? It was like, oh shit, she's already in the MCU. Oh crap, she's in DC. <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> yeah, well, no. it's been it's we've officially I think lived with the DC MCU crossover now. 
Which one is the, oh, which uh, I'm 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 drawing a blank. Which one is that? I think we've got a few of them, haven't we? I mean, we've at least had Ryan Reynolds. Well, I don't know if you count oh, Green Lantern okay. anymore. Yeah, no, okay, yeah. There, there's someone been a couple. Else, didn't someone else do it? Who else was it? Uh, I'll oh, have to pick, I know. I suppose I suppose technically Affleck has. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, Daredevil. Oh god, the less said about that one, the better. <laughs> but yes, he technically did do that. But uh, I mean, mostly, yeah. There's, I mean, I, I noticed that there's a few with like voice actors who do that. And yeah, not not a whole lot of like live action people who who go from DC to, to Marvel. I thought we had, yeah, maybe it was just Ryan Reynolds. So I noticed a lot of Game of Thrones actors end up in uh, in DC properties, and and also weirdly, yeah, in Marvel properties too. Yeah, they love they love to put DC, um, sorry, uh, Game of Thrones actors in any gray movie, and that's why DC love them so much. If there's a moment where you're standing on a gray beach, go get yourself a Game of Thrones actor. Hmm. Let's see. And then he says, a Joker voice. Another fact, every Disney plus Marvel show has shown a drop in viewership, according to Samba TV and Nielsen, by an average of 275,000 viewer drop from premiere to finale. Well, I mean, uh, I mean, that's just in my, maybe I have now, I have no uh, knowledge to back this up, but it seems like it's just like in my own personal experience, it feels like that's just kind of the nature of the beast with, with uh, streaming services is that, yeah, you're going to have- right now. Yeah, you're gonna have a drop off in people on your show just because of the fact that there's so much other shows to watch. Like, there's just so much other crap. Yeah, like we're going through a whole thing like right now, of, and I think there's things around the world of everyone. There's a cost of living crisis, guys. You know, um, yeah. and uh, people are just canceling subscriptions. But, but you know, can't really argue with those facts. I, I haven't done any research into it. Um, yeah, yeah no, but I, I, I say like I can completely see that with a bunch of them because I, I do think it has been a downward spiral. Downward spiral, downward trajectory um, since One Division. One Division was such a hardcore opening, um, and then you know, kind of, yeah, okay. Since then, well, actually, no, Loki again. I think Loki was really good. Yeah, see, um, that's that's my thing. Is that some of these some of these shows? I'm like, they they kind of go real hard, real fast, trying to get you in there, and then of course people drop off because it just doesn't it isn't it doesn't go as good as like you know it kind of goes down. At least that's how it was with Captain America or Falcon of the Winter Soldier and some parts of Hawkeye. I liked, I liked, uh, there was a couple parts where it kind of dipped up a little bit to me, but yeah, for the most part, it just kind of, it was started off really good and then just kind of went. It's interesting that we talk about this because I was thinking about this of like how I really need to actually be harsher to other shows because I think there are like, there are scores that I have given to episodes of Hawkeye that I'm like, I nowhere near think it's on the same level as episodes of this that I've probably given a similar score. Like, and I'm like, maybe I should be really using the full spectrum of that, you know, five. So, so now, yeah, now, this is where I say the five, like, let's just be known that it's, that's on the scale of the show itself. You don't have to, if we're, tr- if we're trying to compare all the Marvel stuff, which we will be. This oh, okay. Yeah, like, that's a whole other, th- that's a whole other grading level. But when, when you're just like, we're going off of when we're talking about the, what do you give it out of five? That's just for this season, like the, for these episodes. Like, yeah, don't don't think for a moment that when I'm talking about episode five of Moon Knight, I'm like, compare it to every other episode five you've seen. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 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 I, I can appreciate that. All right. Yeah. It's just because, like, I, I, I feel like I feel like there's an issue that I've had with Marvel for a while. Do you remember when like Marvel was first starting out, like the first five years, and we were like, why is every movie great? And there was a while where we were like, they can't keep being good movies and they have to like do a really bad one. And then like Thor Dark World happened. But like, I think we've we've sort of expect more from Marvel. I think sometimes like don't 
don't appreciate that. Like, actually, it's done, a, it's done a good job for what it is. Mr. Action. Glad He's that you can back. return for the end. Yeah, right. We're just about at the, at the ass end of our episode. And so, yeah, we're, we'll say it one more time, Harrison, though. Uh, just that, basically, I think that we kind of uh, have very high standards for Marvel. And I think sometimes, like, if you compared it to, like, movies from other studios, we'd go, actually, this is just as good as those other things. Mm-hmm. You know, you know what bums me out though is that like I think you I think you have a point. Yeah, we expect too we expect too much from Marvel, and I think a big part of that is, it's a double edged sword because a lot of us remember like having those like watching those cartoons and those movies as children, seeing a lot of that and being like, all right, this is what I have in my head. This is the idea. Like we always talk about the '90s Batman, like that is like the gold standard for a lot of people because that's what they remember. And then anything that's not like comparable or even like close to that, people will shit on it to no end. So. Yeah, I would agree that Marvel does the exact same thing. It's like they show that you they've showed you all these different cartoons and all these different like you know animated movies and stuff as you were a child. Now that you're an adult and they're starting to show you this this stuff, there is a certain expectation of like level like a certain level of like quality and and storytelling that you expect from them. Because if yeah. you were as a child, you remember it being like enthralling you for your entire life, even though it's just the chances are that's just nostalgia talking. Let's see. So yeah, Mr. A- or Joker Boy says also has says WandaVision lost two hundred thousand viewers. Loki had the highest premiere and then lost and then the largest drop of six hundred thousand viewers. And Falcon the Winter Soldier had lost only a hundred thousand. Well, so is that, is that like is it like is that just how compared to they lost compared to how what they started with? Is that it? so like it started with this figure and it lost two hundred thousand viewers or it lost two hundred thousand viewers from the platform entirely. Yeah, I think it lost two. I think that's what he means. That they say started off up here, and then like so, one division two hundred thousand. Then we had Loki lost six hundred thousand. Then we had like folk, you know, just little like it started off with X amount of. I don't. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, be interesting to know like how many people yeah, like how, started at first, and then yes, yeah, exactly. the losses. I huge loss for Loki though, which is weird because Loki was such a fun show. Um, exactly because I mean for Falcon and Winter Soldier I mean yeah it had the lowest drop of a hundred thousand people but a hundred thousand people of only two hundred thousand is like it's like half of the audience so what kind of numbers are we talking about here yeah but anyway anyway so he says you can thank Ike uh, Perlmutter the guy that Kevin Feige fired in 2015 for what made Marvel good so d- did they hire him back for this show uh, no I think he's Cause, saying that because yeah. this show is really good like... oh, boom been told but and, and, and you know, like, like like a bunch of stuff they've made since. Okay, like so really, yeah, here really we good. go. So yeah, some, it's something like this. So he says it's two point five million viewers for Loki premiere, one point nine million for Loki finale. That's still pretty good though. Like, yes, it lost a yeah, higher. Um, that's one point nine million viewers. Like, I wish we got one point nine million viewers here. <laughs> it's like shit. You know what? I, you know what we could do on this channel with those kind of numbers. I think that's it. It's one of these weird things where you look at those figures, it's like the context I need to know to really understand all about, like, and again, it's like, well, how is that, like, for just any show? Like, so, you know, how is it for, I don't know, whatever. I honestly don't mind. Again, it's more about actually, do I think that there's a quality product made? And, like, I'd certainly say so. Like, I'd say it's a, it's a higher quality product, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Uh, sorry, Loki is a higher quality product than Falcon and Winter Soldier, I would say. Agreed. Yeah, I mean, Falcon Winter Soldier is probably, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, it's probably the worst. Like of the all the Marvel well, shows, it's probably the worst. Is it? I don't know. I, I, I honestly don't know if I enjoy Hawkeye more than that. Maybe, maybe. I, I like the musical. The musical's fun. 
Uh, I'm, I see. That's. I think that's why. Well, I don't know. I think I enjoy Kate Bishop. I, I. I'm a simp. So what can I say? I. You, you, that's why I think that's why at the end of it, at the end of the day, with this whole MCU nonsense, I just don't care. I'm like, oh, <laughs> you're having a great time either way. <laughs> I'm enjoying. I'm enjoying life. I. I am eating well. <laughs> I kind of yeah. Yeah, and at this point, and you know what, you're. Right, Joker voice. Maybe, just maybe, the quality of these shows does suck. But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter whether they do or don't. Doesn't matter. I mean, if you enjoy it, if you don't enjoy it, that's that's fine. If you do enjoy it, though, that I mean, then obviously it doesn't it doesn't suck to you. Yeah, yeah. I've been I've been hunting all over this thing for some suck, and I found a few bits, uh, but just, nowhere near as much as I thought. And you are just the normie Marvel is counting on. Is that, is that directed at me or is that a Harrison? That's probably me. I'm, I'm guessing. Is it, well, if he, it could be at me, but I, I don't know. I, I don't consider myself a normie. I, I consider myself maybe I'm maybe I'm not as hardcore, but I don't consider myself a normie. I'm about I'm about mid range. I feel I'm quite goth to be a normie. <laughs> well, I mean, you're a normie Marvel fan, is what he means. Like you're. It's not, I suppose. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So you mean normie is a spectrum. I, I, I'm sorry. I forgot to acknowledge that. Yeah. Exactly. That's right at you, Gilbert. Oh well, oh. <laughs> I don't know. I, I argue that what makes it what makes someone a normie is is how much knowledge do they actually have of the. For, yes, for this one, for Moon Knight, I'm Moon Knight normie all day long. I have no idea about Moon Knight. I have not. I've not done my homework on that one. But you want to talk some fucking Spider Man? Oh, I will. I will throw down, son. <laughs> but at any rate, uh, moving on from that. I I can accept that that I'm a normie though. Big deal. I'm still enjoying Marvel and I'm and I and that hasn't changed from the 90s all the way to now. I At any rate, I'm going to I think I'll I'll wrap it up with this one Harrison is that uh same question I ask every week, what did you yep. rate this episode and what and what do you think is going to happen next? What did I rate this episode? Joe, I'm, I'm giving this episode a 5 because I loved it. Loved it all. Um, not sure what's happening next. <sighs> I think there's going to be some sort of confrontation. So I'm, I'm guessing next is whatever, yeah, it is the heist to get Konshu free. Whether it's delving back into his mind to find that sarcophagus. Um, you know, just because it has a Sony logo on it does not mean it's only Sony. It did, uh, MC, the MC, or Marvel Studios did work on it as well. So, and regardless of that, it yeah. doesn't change. It doesn't change the fact that we're not only just talking about MCU movies. We're just talking about being a nerd in general. Like, I hardly consider myself a normie, dude. Mm. Regardless of any of that. Uh, anyway. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. No, real, real good episode. Yeah, like I said, I loved some of the creepy elements of it. Love all that. I didn't. I think the one bit I didn't mention is I love, I absolutely love when Steven is in the office with Harrow and, like, how he freaks out about his mum. That whole scene is so good. Like it's just like, and yeah, I, I didn't really rate Oscar Isaac, but this whole thing has made me uh, enjoy his acting. I quite like it. All right, uh, something you think? All right, actually, I'll, I'll say something you want to see next episode. I want to see. I think we all deserve at least a like a good good fight scene. I think every Marvel show needs to have a decent good fight in it. You know, for your finale and. I, it's one of the things I'm concerned that the show might not pull off. Because Mr. Action already said that some of the fight scenes in this were kind of meh. And yeah, yeah, they were in this episode. Although, you know, a bit of cricket, that was fun. 
all right <laughs> cricket yeah i love that here he goes boom six he was like yeah. i prefer cricket i'm like and I, that was funny i i actually got that reference the second he hit it and said six and it's because it's for one reason it's because of the 90s uh ninja turtles where casey jones hits him with a cricket bat and says hey six points <laughs> so there's, there's only, that, that's the only reason i know that is because fucking ninja turtles taught me that <laughs> but anyway and he says best episode so far it still sucks i agree with mr action three out of five I'm like well that's, that's actually a better score than you've ever given i think any of the marvel movies or marvel, marvel anything we've ever talked about like that's probably the highest score you've ever given a marvel property in general <laughs> <laughs> but regardless of that I'm I'm uh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna give it a five as well, uh, just because it's like it's the one that made probably made me feel the most. <laughs> like I I felt so bad for uh, Stephen and for Mark this entire episode, so I'm just like, yeah, if you you found a way to to invoke emotion in me, and that is a hard thing to do for a TV show, so I'm like, I'll I'll give I'll definitely give it a five. And then as far as what I want to see next episode, I want to see some like all balls to the walls like. Fight, like I, I mentioned it last time. I want to see a fight between uh, Haro and Steven or in, and Mark in like their avatar armors. Like I want to see some like some Moon Knight go up against whatever the hell Amit's version of Moon Knight is. Yeah, L- at least some sort of crocodile monster thing. Oh, shit, the phone's going off. Sorry for that. But yes, something like that. I would love to see that. And if we can get that, I will be so happy. But I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say probably not going to happen. But I, I will be I will be gladly I will be gladly surprised if it does. So anyway. But I think we're I think that's about ready for us to wrap it up here. Okay, so I'm curious, what at what comment is this for? <laughs> go get a go get your binking crawl in the corner. Hello. So at what what part is that for? I'm because I because I'm not the problem is there's a little bit of a delay, so I don't know what I don't know what I said to to, to encourage that comment. But <laughs> at any rate, uh, moving on. yeah, we're gonna be we're gonna be wrapping it up here. Uh, yeah, thank you guys so much for for listening to us, and thank you Harrison for joining me on this on this episode. <laughs> I know, and it's not like not like you had anything better to do. Uh, How it made you feel? Uh, oh, I yeah, see. It made me feel. It didn't make me cry. <laughs> I'm still a man, damn it. Yeah, I like, I, I'm, I'm able to feel things and do stuff as well. I'm quite good at it, actually. I often feel multiple things while like doing the dishes or cleaning the couch. <laughs> but yeah, and you know what? It's not wrong to have feelings, Joker boys. I know, <laughs> I know, someone like you doesn't get that. But you yeah. get your snake eyes out and do like the more you know. Snake Eyes says it's okay to be emotionally vulnerable. Now we know, and knowing is half the battle. (laughs) Joe. Joe. (laughs) No, but in all seriousness, though, guys, yeah, thank you so much for watching. Thank you, Joker Voice, for coming in here and commenting like you always do. Thank you, Mr. Action, and uh, anyone else who's been watching, even if you didn't comment. Uh, If you guys like our show, make sure you comment below. Make sure you like and subscribe, and check out our other videos. We have all kinds of awesome stuff. Audio comics, we have I'm going to be uploading a bunch of new, a bunch more of our videos from uh, from t- my time at the con here. Oh and, yeah. yeah, go check out some of those. The 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 whole session with Anthony Daniels is fantastic. Um, the bit earlier as well we have with Ian McDermott, it's really awesome. good. Yeah, um, gonna... the, the tour shows some really cool stuff in the con. 
Yeah, see, I'm a little bummed about that one because my my phone was screwing up and it's getting a little laggy at times. So I don't know if I'm, yeah, I'm, I might end up deleting that somewhere down the line, but I don't know. We'll see. Live uh, streaming's real difficult when you're out in the field, especially on your phone. So, you know. But at any rate, uh, yeah, guys, like I said, thank you guys all for watching. Uh, make sure you check us back next sun or next Sunday. We'll be talking about the finale and and Doctor Strange Multiverse of Fucking Madness. Yeah, finally, it's gonna happen, and I feel like <laughs> I just, I already know Joker voice. It sucked. <laughs> so whereas yeah, I'm just gonna be like, oh my god, I saw Shumagorath, and I'm so happy. Ooh. Oh, hey, look at that. He says, gotta That's go get ready for another simp stream, comics and cosmetics. <laughs> I have I have watched that stream, and you know what? Smart woman. Very smart yeah. woman. A true terror watch. of YouTube, Joker Voice. Seriously, that was good. If you guys haven't watched it, go. if you haven't watched her stream, I, uh, I'm i drawing a blank on her name, but yes, go to, go to the comics and cosmetics uh, webs or YouTube channel and go check that out, because you know what? Another person who was very positive about Moon Knight. Says he won't see it in the theater. He'll wait forty-five days. Well, we totally right. will, and we we will be here to spoil it for you, like like no other. <laughs> but yeah, guys, make sure to check out our comic or our episode next week. Check out Harrison's uh, audiobooks, and then also tune in for this Tuesday for our one thousand subscriber uh, stream. We're gonna be talking. My, I, I don't know. I'm debating whether or not I have Joker voice on there because I might it might get a little bad because we're gonna be ranking all the MCU films. In <laughs> Spider Man. <laughs> But yeah, guys. Do we dare? Do I? Do I? I know. Do I dare? I'm like, I, uh, I'm worried. Maybe we'll see. <laughs> Depends. Like, we already got Amanda, so I might. I'm gonna ask Shanti, and I'll. And we'll. We'll see. Joker voice. But at any rate, yes. Uh, make sure to tune in for that. Uh, see, am I, am I forgetting anything? Uh, I... We gonna. There's gonna be a special audiobook on May the fourth. What he said. Yes. Yeah, gonna be a... So we're doing a bonus one short story audiobook. To celebrate May the Fourth. All right, awesome, and and then yeah, uh, yeah. I think that's I think that's pretty much it. So yes, like, subscribe, comment on this video. Let us know what you thought of Moon Knight, and remember, guys, we are all fulcrum. <laughs>